0: You're listening to The Tales We Tell, a podcast about spooky stories, unsolved mysteries, and local lore. I'm your host, Hannah Parch. And I'm Katie. Welcome back. (laughs) How are you? I'm pretty good. Never better, as your sweatshirt would imply? Never better. (laughs)
1: I told you this is what I wore to the doctor when I had strep and was, like, I was sitting on the chair that was, like, attached to the the counter in Mm -hmm. the exam room, and by the time she finally came in, like, I was, like, keeled over. I was, like, had my head down, because I was exhausted. I hadn't slept hardly at all the night before because I was in so much pain. And she walks in just like, how are we feeling? And I'm just like... (laughs) Mm. <laughs> Just like kinda like Just look at the sweatshirt. The sweatshirt. <laughs>
0: You're like, this is me. Yeah. me. Well, I have announcements. All right. I realize I should apologize for not doing more Halloween themed episodes as we are pretty close to Halloween. I have been like
1: fully out of it this spooky season. Uh, I think I have a good excuse. Uh, Is it
0: because you have a child? That would be the reason. It's a mobile child. Mm -hmm. It's crawling all over the... Yeah, like painting masterpieces now, I saw. Freshly mobile
1: child, so getting used to that. So yeah, I just...
0: Uh, Fair. I don't have a good reason.
1: (laughs) I have a... My my Halloween party (laughs) is going to be a bit of a bummer this year. I hope everyone's gone by like eight. (laughs)
0: That's totally fine. I don't have an excuse for not... I have a really low stress job now and, um, yeah, I'm just now working on my Halloween costume when you walked in. I mean, I was putting on a shirt when you walked in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were just walking around topless.
0: I was briefly, but, um, yeah. Um, okay. Here's my announcements. First of all, I have a very adorable story to share, which I hope everyone finds amusing. So, our backyard, if you haven't seen it recently, is usually a graveyard for dog toys. Mm-hmm. And Connor, my brother in law, mentioned because he came over this weekend to let Kelly out. And when he called us to let us know he had done that, he's like, You know, your backyard looks horrible. We're like, Oh, yeah, we know. It's got like fluff everywhere, and socks and mm-hmm. toys and stuff. And so when we got home, we were sitting out there, we made a little fire, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick up the yard. And so I got our wheelbarrow, which was already out, and I went around and I collected all of Kelly's toys, much to her dismay. She was watching me. I put those there. Very, like, (laughs) suspiciously. And then I went around with a garbage bag and I picked up all the fluff. And that little brat (laughs) has since gone through and just picked out probably a dozen or more toys from the wheelbarrow and just not to play with just to have out and put them back around yeah just to and we watched her like from inside the house we watched her just dig through the wheelbarrow and and pick out some toys and just put place them back in the yard and it's very cute but a little frustrating anyways that's my adorable story About my adorable dog. And I sympathize with my mother who wanted me to clean my room every Saturday. (laughs) And I didn't want to. Okay, announcements. My first one is (laughs) an apology to anyone who has ever messaged me on Instagram. Because I realized this week that I'm really horrible (laughs) at checking my Instagram messages. Specifically, uh, (laughs) if it's specifically Katie and Amanda. Both of y'all messaged me. I had, like, very old messages from both of y'all <laughs> that I just checked on, like, Thursday. Oh, I'm horrible at messaging in general. Uh, <laughs> That's just, a
1: like, an ADHD
0: thing. Yeah. Too. I said it's an unfortunate side effect of my mental illness. Mm-hmm. And it's now also just a part of my personality. Yeah. So, also a note from one of our listeners who uh, wrote in about uh, last week's episode about... Mickey Jo List. Thank you. I I got the Joe part, and I was like, what was her full name? Um, we had talked about just abusive relationships in general, mm-hmm. and this listener said she wasn't in a uh, physically abusive relationship, but she was in an emotionally abusive relationship mm-hmm. for a while, and she just pointed out sometimes, especially if you've been with that person for a while or since you were, like, if you got into the relationship when you were young, yeah. which Ruth had, And a lot of people that Marvin dated, quote, dated, were with him when they were teenagers. Um, She said, sometimes you think that that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I thought that was just a really good point that was worth stating. That and, like, maybe, especially,
1: too, if you didn't have a great example, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in your own parents. Like, maybe, yeah, it was similar (laughs) to their parents' relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I thankfully have never been in, in any kind of an mm-hmm. abusive relationship, so I don't, I don't know. Yes, and um, yeah, I know that each one of them is different too. Yeah, and it's a different experience for every person. Yeah, um, and I just hope that anyone who is in one is able to get out.
0: Yes, I'm glad that that listener brought that up, and mm-hmm. thank you for <laughs> for bringing it up and. Um, I do know, um, that that particular person is in a, a better relationship now, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I just wanted to put that out into the universe that if, if you are in that situation or I don't know, even it doesn't have to be as extreme as like an abusive or like emotionally abusive or whatever. But sometimes you don't realize that, that a situation you're in isn't normal or, you know, that that you do deserve to be treated better. And like I think people who grow up in cults and don't realize yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean and I used to this sounds really cheesy, but when, when Jarek and I got together, I remember thinking like the way the this, God, this guy sounds so corny. Grab the corn doll, But <laughs> But I Oh you said grab not stroke, sorry. <laughs> don't stroke the corndle. But um I just remember thinking like oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to, like, I don't know. It Mm -hmm. just, it was so different than, he just treated me better than anyone I'd ever been with. And it was, I was like, oh, this is what it's like for someone to, like, actually love and care about you. And, like, he treats me like he loves and cares about me. And that's... Values me. Yeah. (laughs) What a Uh, novel concept. Anyway, stay safe, everyone. Our third (laughs) announcement is a shout-out to some new listeners. Ooh, hi welcome. It's Jenna's dogs because she started putting the podcast on for them while she is gone (laughs) and um so they just listen on repeat so hello to Leo, Stella, Wilson, Thor, And Sawyer, who's not listening because he doesn't stay in the crates like everyone else. Because he's a special boy who gets to roam the house. And if you probably don't keep up with her dogs. But uh, (laughs) um, one of them's not there because her latest uh, foster got went on trial. And hopefully is getting adopted. So anyways, hi. Hi, puppies. Specifically Thor, who I'm trying to get used to my voice. So that he will love me. Okay. You ready mm-hmm. for this non Halloween episode? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start out with a question for you. Got it. All right, Katie. What are some things that you think of oh, when I say Target? Like Target.
1: The Target the store? Yes. Um I think of the Mitch Hedberg joke, (laughs) Uh, this is not the Target market, because I always, I don't know, whenever I think Target, Mm -hmm. I just immediately, my brain goes to that joke. The way he says, this is not the Target market. Not even talking about the Target store. Okay. Uh, But then after that, my brain goes to how uh, our Target here is Mm -hmm. not that great. Right. And I went to a Target in like a bougie part of Raleigh, and I'm like, Uh oh, this is why all those white women are always like, mm, Target, mm-hmm. and Because I, I walk into ours and I don't get it.
0: Yeah, ours isn't great.
1: Um, but, you know, I think of it as like a, I go there for like all the little things
0: that I need mm-hmm. right away that I don't feel like going to Walmart for. Yeah. It's like the nice, it's like the upscale Walmart. Yeah. It's like when you need something, probably will be a little bit more expensive than Walmart, but mm-hmm. you don't want to deal with the Walmart. Yeah, I don't have the environment. Walmart. Yeah. Okay. Mostly for me it's the parking
1: lot I hate at Walmart. It's always full.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about the parking lot at Target? Better. Okay. Keep that in mind. <laughs> How do you feel about elderly people? They're awful. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you mean it? Like like senior citizens. Ageist. Like uh, like older people. What do you think of when you think of, like, an an elderly person? What? Retirement and how I'm ready for it? (laughs) How would you describe an elderly person?
1: I don't know. I think gray hair and wrinkles, right? Mm -hmm. Slow moving. Okay. All right. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I I try not to think (laughs) about elderly people because I also start thinking about my own aches and pains and, like, how much pain I'm going to be in when I'm, you know, 80 this is true
0: okay well today I uh, I've, I've been inspired by uh, a, an episode we've already recorded but hasn't come out uh, at this point point. and I wanted to uh, <laughs> I wanted to do some digging into my own inbox for my own urban legend that made this All right. I'm not making sense. I went through my inbox Mm -hmm. to find a chain email, any chain email, of one of those warning cautionary tales tales that got emailed around. And I found one. So I would like you to reach for the first item in your dossier. Try not to look at the second item because it's a picture. All right. Um. Oh, I hope I put them in order. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My printer is low on ink. Sorry. Yes. So, just pull... I was was trying to show you, but then I looked down. (laughs) So, you get to read the the whole thing. It's from... It's from my personal inbox. From March 23rd of 2009. Also, real quick, Mm -hmm. I do want to say this was forwarded to me from my mother. I wasn't going to mention it. (laughs) This does not... The, not meant to throw shade on my mom, uh, because obviously she was just trying to keep me safe. And yeah, that's it. Thank you for the, the episode idea, Mom, even though you you didn't know that you were giving it to me. And without further ado, Katie, please, please go ahead and read this 2009 gem. Forward. Be aware.
1: Afforded <laughs> message of afforded message of afforded message. Yes to lots of people yeah
0: tons of people
1: oh we've even got an email we got a couple of bellsouth.nets ooh and some .coms. Ooh, a net zero.net <laughs> Comcast nice that one's not too uncommon sorry I was just
0: yeah it, there's a it's a I'm telling you it's a little time capsule yep okay let's see I know I think it starts at the very bottom yep. Remember to always go
1: and get help before you try to help someone. You just never know anymore what could happen in this crazy world. Love you all. Just me. New rape scam. Please read.
0: Cool. This crazy world of 2009, everyone. 2009.
1: Uh, please pass on to all your girlfriends, wives, etc., just to be on the safe side. Please be aware. Pass it on to anyone you think this will help. This was passed on to me by a friend. Sunday afternoon around 5pm, I headed into the Target in Wheaton,
0: Illinois,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, where crime is very rare.
0: (laughs) You know, the safety of Wheaton, Illinois.
1: And... Uh, mostly it is with bikes being stolen. So their main crime, main source of crime is bike theft. Bike theft. All right. Uh, it was still light outside and I parked fairly close to the entrance. As I got out of my car and began walking towards Target, an older lady shouted at me from the passenger seat of a car about 30 feet away from me. Ma'am, you must help me. Help me, please. Help me. Ma'am, I looked at her in the eyes and started to walk towards her when all of a sudden I remembered an email my mom had sent me a week or two ago about rapists and abductions using elder people to lure women in. Okay. <laughs> all right, if you want to kidnap me for human trafficking, uh, old people ain't my, <laughs> my, my catnip. Remember, we've already discussed this. It's puppies. Yes. It's puppies are nothing. Yeah. Puppies or nothing. I don't know you and I don't care about anything you have to offer unless it's a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the email, that was me. Yeah, sorry. I'm being real. Um okay. That'll be next week's episode. <laughs> what? About how I got kidnapped because somebody tried
0: to show me a puppy? No, like some true story of someone getting Oh yeah, I'm sure that happens. Abducted by being lured in by a puppy. Well, didn't, didn't we already cover someone
1: going to see a kitten or something?
0: Probably. I'm sure the toy box killers or toolbox killers or something did that.
1: I paused, memorized the license plate, and immediately headed into Target to get a manager to, to come help this lady, just in case something was up. While the woman manager headed out there, I kept close watch just because I was curious what was wrong with the lady and wanted to be sure nothing happened. As the target lady walked up towards the car and got very close to the old woman in order to help her, the back door of the car flies open and a large man with a stocking cap on jumps out and sticks a gun to the lady's stomach as he shoves her into the back of the car. I yelled out, call 911 several times, and just as I was saying that, a policeman who happened to be on the other side of the parking lot, conveniently, mm-hmm. and who luckily had seen the entire thing happen, raced over to the car. He was able to stop the car and arrest the male as well as the old lady who was involved in the scheme. By God's grace, everyone was all right, including myself, although I think we were both shaken up. Like many of you, I would not have in a million years have left an elderly person who was yelling for help, so if it weren't for the email I had read last week... <laughs> Uh, so I wanted to pass this along so you all can be aware and remember that you really can't trust anyone these days. You just never know when something like this could happen. I could never have dreamed it to happen to me, especially on a Sunday afternoon at a Target in a safe area. It definitely was not a coincidence that my mom sent that email just a few days before this all
0: happened. So her mom was in on it too. (laughs) That is actually, yeah, that's what that implies. Mm -hmm. Not a coincidence.
1: Uh, Please be careful. Always be aware of your surroundings. Uh, Just because you individually don't go over to help someone doesn't mean you have to leave them in trouble. But don't go alone. You really don't know what might be going on. Uh, Snopes.com says this is true, and they also use children to lure their victim. End of forwarded message.
0: (laughs) My favorite thing about that story is that she totally threw the target manager. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) If you were truly worried about it, why would you get a a female target employee, or at least, you know, or only the one? Also, when she said the target lady, I thought of the SNL sketch, which is my favorite sketch of all time. And so I just imagined Kristen Stewart or Kristen (laughs) Wig (laughs) with the bowl cut wig. Mm uh, going out there and then getting abducted at gunpoint. just like, wow. You just, which I'm sorry. If you suspect trouble, don't go get a target manager. That person is not qualified to handle. The... They
1: have security in places, maybe not in, you know, Wheaton, Illinois where it's super safe and their only issue is bike theft, but yeah. target has bikes sometimes.
0: Sometimes maybe like get like funny. a target security person. Although they probably don't carry, they're probably not to carry guns. Maybe get the cop that was at the other side. (laughs) Okay, so funny enough that uh, at the very end of that email, she mentioned Snopes because I was hoping Snopes does have this exact story, but we're going to save that till the end. And so obviously I I wanted to find out if if any part of this was true. Well, we did have that. Uh, Thing go around town
1: a couple of years ago, where um, that was shared on Facebook. I think we've mentioned this before too, that um, some man was ejaculating on the door handles Mm -hmm. of cars parked at Target.
0: I think that's actually true, and I,
1: I mean, there was photos attached to the post. I think I actually know who that was, (laughs) Who, who was doing it.
0: Yeah. Okay, and we're back. So I broke it down into two main aspects number one are people really getting abducted in target parking lots specifically because that was just too specific and number two are gangs or criminals really using elderly people to lure victims into danger
1: i don't know man it seems like a lot of work you know yeah it's like bring your grandma to work day yeah But I feel like you've got to make a lot of accommodations, right? Yeah, and, like, man, again, it's probably not like they've got anywhere else to be, except maybe, you know,
0: Also, doctor's
1: offices are knitting clubs, and that's not to hate (laughs) on knitting clubs. There's one in town that I really want to be a
0: part of, but it always happens during work hours. um, And not to spoil anything, but uh, as I found out in my research, elderly people are probably a lot easier to make victims than they are to, like, Mm-hmm. You use, use as. as lures. Like it's probably a lot easier to just victimize an elderly person and then take mm-hmm. their like retirement money or social security money or whatever than to be like, hey, do you want to help me and be an accomplice to a crime? <laughs> to a much to help me get this much younger, stronger person. Okay. <clears throat> so our first question. Are people really getting abducted in target parking lots? Yes. <laughs> And I'm going to give you multiple examples. People
1: get abducted anywhere. I, I wouldn't think anything of the whole it's Target versus somewhere else.
0: Well, unfortunately, I'm going to give you a bunch of examples of people getting abducted from Target specifically. Go for it. All right. We're working from most recent to least recent. On September 2nd, 2020, so like a month ago. In Memphis, Tennessee, around 12... 2020? Sorry, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know time is wonky these days, but that was... Uh, time needs to know go. Okay, in Memphis, Tennessee, around 12 p.m., a woman and her one-year-old child were abducted at gunpoint by two men from a Target parking lot. The woman was putting groceries in her car when the men approached her They forced her into her own car and made her drive to an ATM where they made her withdraw $800, and then they let her go unharmed. So her and the child were both fine. One of the suspects was named Will Hayes. He was 25, and he has since been apprehended and charged. The other suspect is, as far as I know, still on the road. Yeah. On July 3rd, 2022, around 3:10 p.m. in Chesterfield County, Virginia, a woman was approached by 43-year-old Thomas Bartlett in a Target parking lot. Bartlett demanded money from the woman before assaulting her and fleeing, and he was later arrested and charged that same day. On January 6th of 2020, so 2 years ago, a woman in Eugene, Oregon, unless there's a Eugene somewhere else, they Didn't specify the state, but if, if Eugene is in Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're supposed to be the I don't know geography, I didn't look it up. <laughs> this seems like an Oregon thing to happen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this woman left a target, got into her car, and then two other cars pulled up and blocked her in, and then two men got out, broke her window forced their way into her car, and then drove away with her still in the car. Target employees saw this happen, and so they called police. Good. And then- Step one. (laughs) Step one. Police were able to make contact with this woman a week later, and she was fine, and she didn't want to press charges or report a crime. And so they were like, we can't do anything. Hmm. Which sucks because, like, it was probably, well, I don't know. I feel like it was either like a domestic dispute or she was caught up in like something. But it sucks because she probably doesn't want to press charges because she's scared, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Wild day at that target, though. Those employees. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then on November 9th, sorry, in November of 2019, <laughs> an Arizona woman and her two children were getting in their car. When they were, sorry, in a Target parking lot, obviously. Uh, (laughs) When they were approached by 38-year-old Nicole Nugging. And Nicole approached the woman. She was like, hey, that seven-month-old baby that you have is mine. And the woman was like, no, it's mine. (laughs) So they argued Nicole tried to grab the car seat that the child was in. Mother of the year here, by the way, was able to get her kids safely in the car and then just started hitting Nicole. (laughs) Like, yeah. Fought her
1: off. That was, that was where my mind immediately (laughs) flashed to because if someone came up and tried to take my also currently seven-month-old child, they would catch my hand. Yes.
0: I'm pretty sure this woman basically, like, when she realized what was happening and when this when this other woman tried to physically take the car seat, mm-hmm. she was like, okay, we're going to stop trying to buckle the children in the car and just, like, basically threw the car seat in the car, closed the door, and then just, like, yeah, let her have it. Um. So Nicole was arrested and she was charged, obviously, and I think she was deemed to be, like, mentally unwell. Yeah,
1: I, that's what I, I was hoping you'd say, either checked into a facility or just somehow got psychiatric <clears throat> help. Yes.
0: Okay, so now we got the the big one, because I'm not just going to tell you about a bunch of small cases. Mm-hmm. All right, so you may look at your, so your to picture. Say the photo. The photo. Yeah, I know, I'm not just going to include photos for no reason. All right, so this is Kelsey Smith. She looks familiar. Well, she looks familiar to me because she, I feel like, is basically us. She graduated from high school in 20... uh, 2000... Sorry, hold on. Am I doing my math right?
1: I mean, before we get into Mm -hmm. her, I was actually talking with my... With Corinne yesterday, too, Mm -hmm. about how... No, I guess not one of my biggest fears, but it's definitely, a, like, a major concern, you know, just going to the grocery store or the Target now or anywhere is just such an extra hassle and, like, overwhelming concern of, like, okay, well, what's the, like, right order of operations here? It's like, okay, I get back to the car, and I've got to put the kid in the car first, but then I'm leaving the kid while mm. I return the cart, or... I, like, load the cart of stuff, but then, you know, the kid's just sitting there in the stroller next to the car, but not <laughs> in it, so it's like, okay, either way, I'm having to leave him unattended for, you know, a few moments, but yeah. anything like these, you know, kidnappings or abductions or anything, like anything can happen in just a couple of moments, so yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just very,
0: uh, frightening and annoying now. Yeah. Okay, I'm not crazy, I wrote my dates wrong. <laughs> Whew, I thought I did that thing again where I just completely forgot what year I graduated. Okay, she graduated from high school in 2007. Me too. I graduated in 2008. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is, like, yep. pretty close to what my senior pictures look like.
1: I feel like I had that
0: shirt, maybe. I was thinking I had that same shirt, too. Or at least I know someone who did. I had those side bangs, for sure. Mm-hmm. I had those eyebrows, also. <laughs> like... Mm -hmm. They weren't super thin. They weren't the 2000s
1: eyebrows, but those are my eyebrows when they're just, like, maintained. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, oh, and she's got French tips, too. Mm. Oh, she was who I wanted to be in high school. So, Kelsey Smith, she was an 18-year-old girl living in Kansas City. Um, She graduated high school in 2007. And on June 2nd of 2007, around 7 p.m., she went to the Target... This is crazy because I, this is a total coincidence. She went to the Target behind the Oak Park Mall in Overland Park, Missouri, which is where the letters that, from the oh, Mickey Joe West case. Were, oh, yeah. Wow. I saw that and I was like, what the
1: fuck? So anyone who's only listened to this episode and hasn't listened to the episode before, yes. that's what we're talking about.
0: Yes. She was going to this Target because she was buying her boyfriend a six month anniversary present, mm-hmm. which just so sweet surveillance cameras from the store show her going in and they also show a white male in his early 20s wearing a white shirt and dark shorts following her at a distance in and around the store and he's not following her close enough that she notices and it's not something that that anyone would really be suspicious of until after the fact
1: And that's the thing that's so frustrating and nerve-wracking. It's like, especially if you're going to a store like Target, you're like, okay, I have to get these five things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you've got to go in. Your your plan is, like, go in, get the things, get out. And, like, obviously you're going to get distracted by other things Mm -hmm. because, like, that's the whole meme of Target. Yeah. But... You know, especially if I'm trying to remember, like, these are the things that I'm looking for. You're, like, actively looking, like, where does this live in this big store? Right. Does it live over here or is it in this this department over here? Where would I find it? And you're so focused on the task at hand yeah. that you're not paying attention to your surroundings. You're yeah. not paying attention if someone happens to be following you or yeah. just maybe has the same shopping list as you. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's... Oh. Yeah. And I think even at the when she's leaving like when she's at checkout mm-hmm. she calls her mom to let her know that she's about to leave yeah. like she's on her way home. So on surveillance when she's at checkout the man it leaves and like goes into the parking lot and goes mm-hmm. to his car. Neither Kelsey nor the cashier seem to notice him. And then in the parking lot footage shows Kelsey going to her car but then you can see the man appear to kind of run at Kelsey and force her into her car. And then her car drives away. So because Kelsey had called her mom to let her know she was coming home, when she didn't come home, her parents pretty immediately know something's wrong. They report her missing. And her car is later found in the nearby uh, Macy's parking lot. Investigators contacted Verizon to ask for Kelsey's phone records to help locate her, but Verizon initially refused since they weren't legally obligated at the time. Which, Verizon's kind of the villain in this story. I, well, the secondary villain, sorry. <laughs> the real villain is yeah. the murderer. Uh, spoiler. Spoiler. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just realized that. It wasn't until June 6th, which was four days later, that Verizon did finally release the records and investigators were able to pinpoint an area. after they'd been subpoenaed? I don't even know. I think they just finally, like, relented. But investigators pinpointed an area to search, which was 20 miles away in Grandview, Missouri, which is where they found Kelsey's body. She had been sexually assaulted and strangled with her own belt. So, because police had surveillance footage, because Target is amazing and has surveillance literally everywhere, they had put out, they had immediately, when she went missing, put mm-hmm. out pictures of this suspect. And on the day that Kelsey's body was recovered, a woman recognized the man in the footage as her neighbor, 26-year-old Edwin Roy Hall, who, he sucks by the by, was married and had a four-year-old son. Edwin was arrested. His fingerprints were found inside the car. His DNA was found on Kelsey's shorts. And he eventually pled guilty as part of a deal to avoid the death penalty. He was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. And he admitted that Kelsey's murder had been a crime of opportunity. He had, by the way, he had no adult criminal record. So, like, he wasn't just going around, Mm -hmm. like, you know, committing crimes. He had just seen her, noticed that she had, quote, nice legs. Also, he said he thought she was 12, which, not making you look better, buddy. Like, Mm -mm. not, like, literally just saw her and and was like, I'm going to kill, like, I'm sorry. I just, anyways, that's the story of Kelsey Ann Smith. And her, yeah, sorry. Just, it's, how many times did you go to Target when you were 18? Oh my gosh, all the time. In 2007. I remember one time
1: in 2008, my best friend Shanley and I had found these uh, hoodies in the kids' department of Walmart. huh Because they didn't make them in adult sizes, and <laughs> I think that was a travesty, but, you know, we were both very small. And so we got the kids' large sweatshirts. So, like, the, the sleeves only came down to our elbows, basically. Yeah. But they could zip up, and that was important because it was a skeleton. <laughs> and then the hood also zipped down. And it nice. had little eye holes and a mouth hole for breathing, but it was a skull. Nice. So, like, we could walk around, like, basically in <laughs> costume. And um, Shanley and I wanted to go get some new shampoo that we had seen advertised. And we walked in and we thought we were so cool because we went to the Walmart first (laughs) We couldn't find the shampoo there but we did find the hoodies and we were like these are the coolest things ever and so we walked into Target and uh, some manager was like uh uh no uh uh and we didn't understand what he was saying like no like he was not gonna let us in the store and we realized like oh unzipped the hoodie we're like sorry 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 we just thought it was
0: cool we're not here to rob anything we just
1: we have money we want to buy shampoo (laughs)
0: Oh, my gosh. I just... Ugh. I just hate it so much. Like, I don't know. There's a Target that was... That still is. I'm, like, maybe five miles from my parents' house. And it's a crappy Target. It's not, like, the the nice one. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, where me and my best friend would go. Like, if we were going to hang out, it would just be like, what do you want to do? I don't know. You want to go to Target? Mm-hmm. And Like, you know, you go there, not because you need anything, but just you to... Just- go to Target. Yeah, what's the thing? You don't go to Target because
1: you need something. You go to Target and let Target tell you what you need. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And that was something to do Mm -hmm. in, you know, 2007, 2008, when I was 17 or 18. Definitely just gone to browse Target for the hell of it before. I don't know. There's something that just, it scares me so much that I've done exactly what Kelsey did. Oh, yeah. And, and she just got killed for i don't know okay so moving on next one you don't get to look at that yet so our second question of the email was are gangs or criminals using elderly people to lure victims to danger Shockingly, no, uh, is the answer to that one. Very shocked. I found one news article that seemed credible where something similar to this happened. It was in 2020, and it was in India. I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, yeah,
1: I believe that because (laughs) I've been to India. There is no shortage of scams there. Yeah. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised by anything if you told me like they were doing this as a scam i'd be like yeah
0: well i'd well, par for the course sure this is the only one i could find though like i don't okay so and, which i have some questions about it too <laughs> okay january 6th is the date 2020 mm-hmm. which that's not the that's not the january 6th it, that was different right 2021 when did the capital riots happen 21 yeah okay i was just making sure i was like because yeah, it was only a year ago okay Okay, so a woman named Bashira Banu, which I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, was walking to a restaurant in, again, please forgive me, everyone, Muthamiz, Nagar, town in India, hmm. what we're going with. She was uh, walking to a, a restaurant to buy dinner for her mother-in-law. And on her way there, a woman approached her asking for money I think the implication was a homeless woman or yep. something. So Bashira gave... Also a common occurrence <laughs> in India. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so Bashira gave this woman some money, um, and then the woman asked for help crossing the street. And because Bashira apparently is a nice person, was like, sure, I'll help you cross the street. But when they got to the other side, there was a group of women, as the title of the article suggested, a, quote, all-woman gang, which I kind of love. Yeah. Like, not not because Bashira ends up coming to harm in this, but just... I like the idea of an all-woman gang. I do, too. Just hopefully uh, they, I just don't want them to be nefarious. I know. But yeah, sure. Yeah. And to be fair, they don't cause physical harm that I know of. But there was this all-woman gang waiting near an auto-rickshaw. Do you know what an auto-rickshaw is? It's a tuk-tuk. A what? Yeah, it's a it's a tuk tuk. It's it's
1: basically like a, a small cab thing. Okay.
0: I had to look it up because I was like, I know what a rickshaw is, and I guess I should have deducted. Help me figure this out. So, because <laughs> I'm picturing what in my head I know the size of an of a regular rickshaw to be. So they push both Bashira and the old woman into the rickshaw, and then. That's a tuk-tuk. Okay, yes. That's about what I'm picturing. Okay. So they push Bashir and the old woman in, and then also the all-woman gang get into to this, and then they take off. They have
1: bigger ones than that. Okay. So, like... Good, because that was my question. This is... This one has two rows of back seats. Okay, that makes more sense.
0: So it's, like,
1: half car, half... Motor slash scooter. Okay. I was really confused
0: scooter. just by the logistics of how... I'm assuming at least three or four people makes a gang, right? So three or four mm-hmm. women plus two. And I'm assuming maybe one of the gang members is driving. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So everyone is in the
1: rickshaw. takes off... I mean, I've also been on trains in India. I've seen how people, (laughs) they don't care about personal
0: space. If they they can make it fit, they'll fit. So it takes off. Bashira is robbed of all of her jewelry at knife point. And they said earlier in the article she was wearing her jewels, I think because she had just come from like a family function or something Mm -hmm. and she hadn't taken them off yet. Then they dropped her off on the side of the road. So they didn't like hurt her. Yeah. They just just robbed. robbed her. And that was the story. They implied in the article that the the elderly woman was the part, part of it. Yeah. Which I will say is kind of a good lure. Like, if you're like, mm-hmm. okay, ask for money. And then if she's willing to walk, like, if she gives you money, then yeah. see if she'll walk you across the street. If she won't, then, hey, you got some money. At least she got the money, yeah. If she will, then we got, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Because you can't just go around being like, hey, walk me across the street. You know, like, I don't know. I think it's a... I think the all-women gangs of India are onto something, maybe. hmm I hope I didn't just... Well, I shouldn't say I hope I didn't just out them. <laughs> I don't endorse crime, but I just think it's a good... Okay. So, even though there's not really evidence that, like, gangs or criminals are, are using this, obviously I'm not just going to leave you with this one story, right? You saw there was another picture Mm -hmm. in the dossier. All right. So I am going to tell you a story that I think does kind of fit with this. I'm going to tell you quickly an abridged version of Dorothea Puente, also known as the Death House Landlady. Mm. You don't get to look at her picture yet because I have to tell you some things first. So Dorothea was born Dorothea Helena Gray on january 9th 1929 keep that date in mind in redlands california she had a fairly traumatic and tumultuous childhood and the first time she was married she was 16 by 37 she'd been divorced twice and she had uh, several minor crimes under her belt most of them were for fraud After her third marriage, which was to Roberto Jose Puente, which was the name she decided to keep, and her divorce from Roberto Jose Puente, (laughs) Dorothea opened a boarding house in Sacramento. There she established herself as a resource for members of the community in need. She did this by holding AA meetings in her boarding house. She would help people sign up for social security benefits and she funded charities and scholarships. And despite only at this point being in her late 40s or early 50s, she played and dressed the part of the respectable matron, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the elderly lady. A spinster. A spinster. So she did this by wearing older style clothing, grainy glasses, that's what they called them, granny glasses, <laughs> And letting her hair go completely gray. Okay. You can look at your picture now. And I'm going to let you guess how old she is in that picture. All right. I mean, yeah, she
1: legit looks like she's in her 70s. Right? Like, just looking at her hair and the glasses, and, you know, she does have some wrinkles and some droopiness to her face. Right. But, like, maybe it's just the picture, but her forehead is smooth. Right, and her eyes seem really young and clear. Like her eyes, very young looking. Yeah. Um, Like honestly, she does look like she's yeah. If you just look at like her eyes, yeah, she looks like she's forty something maybe. Yeah. So I, you know, when you add in some of the wrinkles, some of that might be. uh, So she's and look around her neck and everything.
0: Dad put her in her fifties. So she's fifty nine in that picture, okay. but oh, look, there's oh yeah, there's a the date. But so like that's what I mean. She would like wear her hair in like an older style. She would mm-hmm. wear the big glasses. She was wearing like very matronly clothing, mm-hmm. and I think she just kind of let people believe that she was like like the grandma. Yeah, right. No, nothing to be afraid of here. <laughs> yeah, Kitties. because she because it was like disarming, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one would think anything of like this older, kindly, like mm-hmm. probably feeble. She's so frail. She couldn't hurt. Yeah, anyone. couldn't hurt anyone. She's just like grandma. Okay, well let me tell you what old grandma Dorothea did. Okay. All right. In 1982, one of Dorothea's tenants, 53 year old Ruth Monroe, died of an overdose of codeine and acetaminophen. She had been bedridden at the time, and Dorothea told police that she may have been depressed, implying that this might have been like an intentional overdose. Mm-hmm. So, because of these things, police didn't really pursue an investigation of her death. Less than a month later, another one of Dorothea's tenants, 74-year-old Malcolm McKenzie, called police to report that Dorothea had drugged him. <laughs> and Malcolm is like, um, she drugged me, and also she stole from me while I was drugged. Because Dorothea already had a record for fraud, police did arrest her, and they sentenced her to five years in prison. During her time in prison, Dorothea began a relationship via letter writing with a man named Everson Gilmuth, who was 77, and he was from Oregon. She was released after three years in 1985, and Everson drove from Oregon to pick her up. The two made plans to get married, but shortly afterward, in November, Everson vanished. But his family was still receiving correspondence from the couple like, from Everson and Mm -hmm. his new girlfriend. So they didn't know anything about him disappearing. Meanwhile, Dorothea had hired a handyman named Ismael Flores to do some projects around the house for her. One of those projects was building a six-foot by three-foot box with a lid. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that again. A six-foot by three-foot box with a lid. You're missing a dimension, though. Uh, what? What dimension? If it's
1: in? a box, it's 3D. Right. Therefore, three dimensions. You're only giving me two. That's true. Okay, it's... Is mm. the three the width or the depth? The depth. So it's three feet deep, but uh-huh. how wide is it? I don't know. Probably, like, also three feet, probably. It's not three feet wide is no, like wide. No, like, two feet, probably. Yeah. But half. half, I don't know.
0: No, it's coffin shaped okay i don't know how whatever <sighs> okay so she asked for this coffin shaped box and she was like i'm gonna put trash in it i'm sorry it's just i
1: blame my father for that <laughs> my dad i can already picture him listening to this yes, episode that's true and before i even say anything i can hear my dad asking
0: <laughs> what's the other dimension that's by a good what? point that's six true. by three by what I mean, to be fair, my my dad's an architect, and it, it, I mean, but he's he doesn't ask those things. He gave me an episode idea for the for next week, so oh, okay. Um, and in my defense, was what H. H. Holmes? No, because
1: <laughs> when I think of architects
0: and our our podcast, I think yeah. Holmes. To be fair, whatever source edge reading didn't give me the other uh, dimension, so blame them. <laughs> Anyway, so she she tells Ismael, uh, uh, I need this for trash, and it needs to be those specific dimensions. And so he made it for her, and then she had him come back and help her after she had filled it with trash and sealed it. Is that what she's calling her boyfriend? (laughs) She had him come back and help her uh, take it to a dump site near the Sacramento River. Then in January. Why are people dumping shit near rivers? I hate when people do that. It's, apparently, it was a. I don't know. So that they can be found later. I don't know. I mean, even just putting a landfill
1: near a river is stupid. I don't care where you are. Rivers flood.
0: <sighs>
1: Sorry. Okay.
0: That's okay. You're. you're sharing information with the people I had a long week and I'm very tired don't put landfills near rivers yeah it's stupid alright so on January 1st of 1986 so like the next month a fisherman spotted a box floating in the river 6 foot by 3 foot by unknown unknown feet and noticed that it looked suspiciously like a coffin and the fisherman was like I'm gonna call the police (laughs) And so police showed up, they fished it out of the river, and they opened it up and they found a very badly decomposed body of a man. So badly decomposed that they couldn't identify this body. And it would take them three years, actually, to identify it as the body of Everson Gilmouth. Mm-hmm. And I guess because it couldn't be identified for all that time that they, they couldn't. Pursue any suspects? I don't really know what was happening during that three-month period of time. Seems like they could have been looking for someone who was building a coffin-shaped box in the area and then dumping it in the river. Anyway, in late 1988, 51-year-old Alvaro Montoya was reported missing by his caseworker who had lost contact with him several weeks earlier. Police checked in on his last known residence, which was the boarding house of Dorothea Puente. Dorothea said she hadn't seen Alvaro in some time, but police were welcome to look around. So police did look around, and when they noticed some disturbed soil in the backyard, they asked Dorothea for her permission to dig, and she was like, sure, go ahead. Meanwhile, Dorothea put on a red coat and went to get some coffee, and then casually fled to LA. (laughs) And like, no one noticed, by the way, because she looked like a little old lady. No one noticed. So police began to dig up her yard and eventually they unearthed seven bodies that were wrapped in sheets or tarps. I'm going to name who they found. Leona Carpenter, who's 78, Alvaro Montoya, 51, Dorothy Miller, 64, Benjamin Fink, 55, James Gallup, 62, Vera Faye Martin, 64, and Betty Palmer, 78. Also, it turns out that her neighbors had been complaining about the smell in her yard for months. Which I don't know how many times everyone needs to say. If something smells like decomposing bodies, I just...
1: It, to be fair, mm-hmm. how many people are familiar enough with the smell of decomposing flesh to where they'd be able to identify that? It's like, true. You can say something smells, but you don't know what that cause is. Like, not, not very many, I hope, people uh, yeah. are familiar with what the smell of rotting dead bodies is. Yeah. But still. I mean... You know, when the wind is blowing in the wrong direction and our whole town smells, you're like, ugh, it's the, the warehouser plant. Like it, yeah. It's the, it's the paper mill. Yeah. But we know that it's a paper mill. If yeah. you can't, like, when we first moved here and we had stinky days. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Yeah. No idea. And then as soon as someone said paper mill, I was like, yeah. oh, that's right. I've smelled a paper mill before. I, I do know what this is. Yeah. But I still wasn't able to identify it as yeah. such. Anyway, that's a long way of saying Cut the neighbors some slack.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I know. I'm not blaming the neighbors, obviously. <laughs> but So, the other thing is that apparently Dorothea was known to be extremely territorial over her yard. So, if anyone accidentally walked through her yard or, you know, a dog peed in her yard or whatever, she would, like, cuss them out. They would say, like, like she would make a sailor blush with the language that she would <laughs> use. Which, I'm like, okay. I have a neighbor... Who very much does not like... Which, she has a very nice yard. She, like, gardens and everything. She has signs everywhere she doesn't like dogs to pee in her yard. Oh. Which, fine with me, we will keep Kelly out of our, her, your yard. I mean, yeah. Like, if, if you fine. have a problem with it and you have signs, you know. That's like, fine. Go for it. However, if Miss Jule's yard suddenly starts stinking like something is dying in it, every time I walk by it, I might get suspicious <laughs> and just... Have a welfare check check <laughs> anonymously called in to be like, "Hey, this lady doesn't want anyone going in her yard." A new
1: fertilizer or something?
0: Oh, oh, oh! That's the other thing. <laughs> when everyone would complain, Dorothea would say, "It's fertilizer. That's what you're smelling." <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if my neighbor's yard also suddenly started smelling sickly sweet like a rotting possum for for months at a time, I might I suppose. Okay, so Dorothea has has gone off to coffee in L.A. They do quickly find her, (laughs) thankfully. She's arrested. They charged her with nine murders, seven in the backyard, plus Everson and Ruth from before. Um, She only is convicted of three, but that was enough for her to get sentenced to life without parole. She had been using her granny disguise, if you will, to seem approachable and trustworthy to everyone, including social workers, who would actually refer tenants to her Mm. because she was known to take, like... The elderly in. Yeah, and, like, problem cases of, like, people who otherwise wouldn't be able to find housing. Like I said before, she was only 59 at the time of her arrest. Her M.O., as it turned out, was to drug her victims strangle them while they were drugged and then she would have day workers dig a hole in the backyard and then she would just put the bodies in the holes and then she would continue to collect the social security checks of her victims yeah Hmm. dorothea puente died in prison on march 27th 2011 at the age of 82
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, so i i know it's not quite the same as uh, a gang using an elderly person. But that's no, it's still just
1: someone using the guise of yeah. an elderly person as a ruse.
0: True. And then I know I said I would get to the Snopes situation. So uh <laughs> Is that my next in the dossier? Uh no. Oh, because I thought I saw text on a thing. You you did. There there's a little surprise at the end. Oh good. <laughs> so so Snopes does address that exact email that i received in 2009 and this is a quote uh from the snopes article Ac- <laughs> okay so according to terry me who is the division commander of the wheaton police department remember wheaton mm-hmm. illinois this the safest place except for bike theft yeah, safest place to be unless you're a bicycle <laughs> uh, so the email was quote fabricated by a person who was reportedly suffering from some emotional and or psychological problems and passed it on to another who took it upon herself to shotgun the initial, initial message believing it to be true which means it's not true so <laughs> according to Snopes it's actually extremely untrue. Nice. But, in the spirit of um email chains and, and warnings, I did find one more in my inbox. Because all I had to go by was, like, saved. Things I had saved. Uh-huh. Um, so, if you would like to look at your last dossier piece, I found an email that... She looks like Courtney Cox, dressed up as an <gasps> old lady. Oh, my gosh. She kind of does. Mm-hmm. If Courtney Cox had so much work done to her face, she okay, does. so it's
1: like a you know late '90s or early 2000s Courtney Cox. You're right.
0: Wow, good call.
1: <laughs> Normally, I can't see resemblances. Like, <laughs> honestly, if a regular movie star walked in with a baseball hat, I'd be like, "Oh, hi, nice to meet you. I have no idea who
0: <laughs> you are." Um, You'd be great on undercover boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, this one uh was I printed it out in all of its uh different fonted glory. Yeah. Um this one is just a bunch of random infor- like tips and tricks, mm-hmm. but I actually thought they were pretty good advice. Um all right. so I thought we could just read them as like here's some good things to remember. All right. So. So,
1: everyone should take 5 minutes to read this. It may save your life or your loved ones lives. Life. Crucial. Yes. Because of recent abductions in daylight hours, refresh yourself of these things to do in an emergency situation. Forgot
0: the first part. It's a little extra. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> this is for you and for you to share with your wife, your children, everyone you know. But not your husband. Because... Not your husband. They
0: don't they don't get... Men
1: don't get abducted. No, Maybe that should be our next episode. The mm-hmm. men, men getting abducted. abducted. That's yep. a good point. Uh, after reading these nine crucial tips... <laughs> Forward them to someone you care about. It never hurts to be careful in this crazy world we live in. One. Tip from Taekwondo. The elbow is the strongest point on your body. Mm, mm, I don't mm. know if that's true. I don't know
0: if that's true either.
1: Uh, If you are close enough to use it, do. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Number two. Uh, Learned this from a tourist guide. If a robber asks for your wallet and or purse, do not hand it to him. Toss it away from you. Chances are that he is more interested in your wallet and or purse than you and will go for the wallet slash purse. Run like mad in the other direction. (laughs) Hannah is also miming said instructions. (laughs) So if I start laughing, that's why. (laughs) Number three. If you are ever thrown into the trunk of a car... Kick out the back tail light and stick your arm out the hole and start waving like crazy. The driver won't see you, but everyone else will. This has saved lives. This was on an episode of Psych.
0: Oh. It was also in a, that movie with um, Abigail Breslin. Like, her first movie where she was, like, hmm. a grown-up. Or, like, a teenager. Yeah. Uh, number
1: four. Women have a tendency to get into their cars. Uh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Uh, after shopping, eating, working, etc., and just sit doing their checkbook or making a list, etc.
0: It's called decompressing, actually. Who has a checkbook? Also, My not... parents have a checkbook. My dad balances it every weekend.
1: At home, I'm sure. <laughs> at the kitchen table or his desk. Yeah,
0: at, at the kitchen table. You're right. <laughs>
1: not in his car. <laughs> um.
0: Making a list,
1: etc. No, if anything, I'm checking things off of my already made list. I just decompress in the car, uh, and I also, as soon as I'm in the car, I am like buckling up while starting the ignition. Yeah, I'm ready to get getting. Get I'm home. getting home. Give me a homebody, uh, don't do this. <laughs> Sitting in the car, uh, balancing
0: your checkbook is what they're referring to.
1: Yeah. Uh, the predator will be watching you, and this is the perfect opportunity for him to get in. Sorry. Not if you lock your doors. On the passenger side, put a gun to your head and tell you where to go. As soon as you get into your car, lock the doors and leave. If someone is in the car with a gun to your head, do not drive off. I like. Repeat. This one. Do not drive oh, off. Instead of instead, gun the engine and speed into anything, <laughs> wrecking the car. Your airbag will save you. If the person is in the back seat, they will get the worst of it. As soon as the car crashes, bail out and run. It is better than having them find your body in a remote location. Okay, that got hella gruesome. Right? Also, I was picturing- that went zero to sixty just like the advice suggested. Also, what, what if you're in a parking
0: garage and you just go? You just go forward like <laughs> you. But what if you just go forward like one foot?
1: I was thinking if you careened through, like, the, like, you're parked, uh, facing the the edge or whatever. (laughs) Don't worry, your airbags will save you. Not if you go splat. Um. Oh, gosh. Oh, shoot. (laughs) If someone is in the car with a gun (laughs) to your head, do not drive off. Uh... Yeah, there was something else I was going to mention on that, but I can't remember what it was. Sorry, what number are we on? Oh, you said something about uh, if your your doors are unlocked. Yeah, if I go to the car and it's just me, I only unlock my driver's side door. My car only unlocks the one door. I have to hit the unlock twice in order yeah. to get the rest. And I only do that if I've got Critter. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as I'm in, I think my car like automatically locks when I start, but I could be wrong. Yeah. It's, it read this email. Yeah, it did. Uh, number five. A few notes about getting into your car in a parking lot. We already covered this. Or a parking garage. No. Not. We already I this one. I haven't read this one. I haven't read this one. A. Be aware, look around you, look into your car, at the passenger side floor, and in the back seat. What could be in your passenger side floor? A person? Apparently. A <laughs> very small person. B. If you are parked next to a big van, enter your car from the passenger door. You look like an idiot. Girl. <laughs> Most serial killers attack their victims <laughs> by- Cereal killers?! Pulling them into their vans while the women are attempting to get into their cars. Most serial killers. Uh, I need to see here. I need to see your stats. I need to see the data on this, please. (laughs) Most serial killers. That's. (laughs) You could have just said
0: this is most most abductionsalized fanaticism. You could have said most. Like, if you're going to be abducted by someone in a van, the way it will happen is this. Not most serial killers. That's not true. Not true. That's why I want to see their data. Has that door been open the whole time? Yes.
1: Okay. I just hadn't noticed it. Yeah, because where my sewing stuff is. Okay. It's only a little creepy to see that door open. <laughs> uh, C. Okay. Look at the car parked on the driver's side of your vehicle. And the passenger side. Oh, okay. If a male is sitting alone in the seat nearest to your car, you may want to walk back into the mall or work.
0: And get a female employee to and come And get a
1: guard with. slash policeman to walk you back out. It's always better to be safe than sorry. You could climb in through your and trunk. And better paranoid than dead. What if you cl- climbed in through your trunk?
0: <laughs> so or was, you could get a... a f- no, because then they'd close the lid and you'd be stuck in your trunk. A... F- Well, I was thinking if you had a hatchback Mm -hmm. like me, uh, or you get a female, uh, target manager (laughs) to go do it first. To come. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Try it out first. Crash test dummy. Yeah. Make her do things first. Okay. Uh,
1: number six. Always take the elevator instead of the stairs. Stairwells are horrible places to be alone and the perfect crime spot. It's also the perfect urination spot for homeless people in oh, cities. Yeah. I've noticed. True. At least
0: if the smell is anything to go by. Yeah. Someone's urinating in there. Yeah. Uh,
1: this is especially true at night. <laughs> uh, if the predator has a gun and you are not under his control. you still in the stairwell? Always run. No, I'm sorry. Number seven. (laughs) Sorry, I was like, wow. (laughs) I mean, we could be in a stairwell here. Okay. Um, But no, number seven. If a predator has a gun and you're not under his control, always run. Okay. The predator will only hit you a running target four in 100 times, and even then it will most likely, uh, it most likely will not be a vital organ. (laughs) Run, preferably in a zigzag pattern.
0: Four and a hundred, um, which again should be simplified. Four uh, percent. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see the data that that backs that up because mm-hmm. that doesn't uh, seem right. But okay. Also,
1: didn't hasn't it been more or less debunked to uh, that the zigzag pattern doesn't actually? I don't know. I think there's a MythBusters about it, isn't
0: there? Yeah, might be. I don't know. <clears throat> Number eight. You're almost done. I'm watching Isabel's eyes behind you. Yeah.
1: She's listening intently. She us. is. That's Actually, her. she's kind
0: of like off daydreaming
1: about murdering people and be like, "Ah, yep. oh, I'm a serial killer, and I always attack from a van." <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, she's thinking. Number eight. As women, we are always trying to be sympathetic. Stop. <laughs> it may get you raped or killed. Ted Bundy, the serial killer, was a good-looking, well-educated man who always played on the sympathies of unsuspecting women. And always abducted from the
0: van. Yeah. From a van. Yeah,
1: obviously. Obviously. As, as is the well-known thing. Um, we are being facetious. We know it was a Volkswagen Beetle. Yes. He is a Herbie. <laughs> he walked with a cane or a limp and often asked or help, into his vehicle, or with his vehicle, which is when he abducted his next victim.
0: Mm.
1: Number nine, uh, which, in the intro, it said there were these nine crucial tips, but I'm already seeing ahead to where there's number ten. Oh, no! <laughs> I <didn't notice> that. <laughs> there's a bonus tip. Bonus tip. <laughs> number nine, another safety point. Someone just told me that her friend heard a crying baby on your porch the night before last. Uh, and she called the police because it was late and she thought it was weird. The police told her whatever you do, do not open the door. The lady then said that it sounded like the baby had crawled near a window and she was worried uh, that it was, or she would worry that it was crawled into the street and get run over. The policeman said, we already have a unit on the way. Whatever you do, do not open the door. He told her that they think a serial killer has the baby's cry recorded and uses it to coax women out of their homes, thinking that someone dropped off a baby. Uh, he said they have not verified it, but have had several calls by women saying that they hear babies' baby's cries outside their doors when they're home alone at night. So, for anyone who's Mm -hmm. not understanding why we got super excited about that, there was an episode in which I did a tell we tale about the crying baby killer. Yep. Uh, Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's bullshit. (laughs) Uh, And also, like, if I heard a crying baby outside of my door, I'm not calling the police first. I'm opening my door. Yeah. uh,
0: Whose first reaction is to call the police? Like...
1: Yeah, no
0: no one. No one's calling the police. I would that. maybe look through my... I mean, I have a lot I mean, of windows after, around. I mean, yeah. after obviously
1: hearing these stories, yeah, yeah, sure, I would. But if I hadn't heard of this nonsense, yeah. I would have been like, what is going on?
0: I have a lot of windows around my front door, so I could probably mm-hmm. see if there was a person there or not. All
1: right, bonus. Number 10. Water scam. <laughs> Water scam. Water scam. Can't wait to see what this is going to be about. If you wake up in the middle of the night and uh, to hear all your taps outside running, or what you think is a burst pipe, do not go out to investigate. These people turn on all your outside
0: taps full blast, so you will go out to investigate and then attack. I mean all your taps outside. How many taps do you have outside? We
1: have two. No, three two would you hear them at night no (laughs) uh if i was in critter's room i might hear one if it wasn't or if there wasn't a hose attached but there is a hose attached so maybe i don't think i would hear the one that we have this one sounds weird to me yeah uh stay alert keep safe
0: and look out for your neighbors please pass this on no don't look out for your neighbors we were just told we're too sympathetic yeah Don't look out for them. Don't help them. Don't help anyone.
1: Uh, Just call the police, apparently. (laughs) Use, I mean, you're paying those taxes, you might as well use them. It's like that comedian, like, I feel like I should pay less taxes. I don't vote. I put out all my own fires. i never call the police. Uh, Yeah. Uh, this email should probably be taken seriously because the crying baby theory was mentioned on America's Most Wanted when they profiled the serial killer in Louisiana, which is the story that I told. Yeah. I'd like you to forward this all to the women you know. Actually, forward it to the men so they can realize how shitty <gasps> men are and how tough women have it.
0: Amen. Hey, men. They mean- no, a lot of men. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> A a bunch of men is what I meant to say.
1: It may save a life. A candle is not dimmed by lighting another candle. I was going to send this to the ladies only, but guys, if you love your mothers, wives, sisters, daughters, etc., you may want to pass it on to them as well. Send this to any woman you know that may need to be reminded that the world we live in has a lot of crazies in it. Like whoever typed all this stuff up. Jeez. <laughs> My brain hurts. There was one sentence that had like three different fonts in it yeah. and a couple of like it was you know, one font and then that font bold and then another font and then that font bold and then another font and that font glad bold. I printed it out for you?
0: So happy.
1: <laughs> I, was it all different colors too?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I printed it this way because it was like originally 11 pages. Everyone yeah. should take five minutes to read this. It may save your life or your loved one's life, which is from the top.
0: You're welcome, everyone. Yep, these nine crucial tips (laughs) and one weird water scam. One weird, yeah. I would argue that even if there were only nine of those, that there were a lot more tips in there. Yeah, but this this was like nine tips per tip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways. Oh, don't break the corn doll. I just tapped it. If anything I'm breaking the glass before I break the doll. Please do. The glasses are replaceable. That doll is one of a kind.
1: So I actually have a story to go with uh mm-hmm. this episode. Oh, tell me. Uh so this is actually a listener story. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our friend Kara. Okay. Who <gasps> who made Carl? Carl. Carl. Yeah, who crocheted the the crows and the little critters for the little critter. Did you name your crow, by the way? Uh her name is Caution. Her name is what? Caution. Caution? Like, Caution. Okay. No, I don't know. I was oh, actually okay. thinking about it today. I did name it, and I cannot remember the name now. Okay. Well, uh, Carl is mine. To be fair, I named it when I had pregnancy brain. That's true. That's true. I actually received those crows the morning uh, I, I went into the hospital. I was about to say the morning I delivered, but no, it was the day before Fair. I delivered. But that morning... Uh, I'm, you know, Kara gave me those, I put them in my car, I went home, called the doctor, and they're like, yeah, go on to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so she was actually in uh, another town for a conference this past week, and this younger girl was, you know, looking a little lost, and, you know, asked her, asked Kara to mm-hmm. uh, help her find her car.
0: Okay.
1: And... So Kara's like, okay.
0: Hmm.
1: Is this genuine or am I about to be abducted into a I human trafficking? We thing? just learned. Yeah. So it was it was that that constant battle of like, should I be a good person right. and you know, help this other person, or am I about to get taken?
0: Right. And Was she in a target parking lot? She
1: was not. She was she was in a big city though. Okay. All right. But ultimately, she did help this girl find her car. Mm-hmm. She recently moved to the States from, I think, was it South Africa, she said? Can't remember. But some crap. other country. Okay. You know, I think not only did she not know couldn't remember where she had parked, I uh-huh. think she also couldn't remember what her car looked like. Oh So I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh. I think I parked here, but I don't even remember what my car looked like, so I don't know if it's here or not, but yeah, sorry for the poor retelling of that, but yeah, ultimately um, one of our listeners was a good Samaritan, uh, was able to help another person without any negative consequences, so, you know, I feel like far more often you're going to help someone in need who, like, like genuinely needs the help than you are to be abducted, but... There's still always the chance that, yeah. she, well, that Kara
0: was being lured into a trap. True. Yes. Follow your gut, guys. So glad she wasn't. I know. We're glad you're still here, Kara. <laughs> Jeez. Well, thanks everyone for uh, listening. And happy Halloween. Because uh, I don't know what day it is. it is. It. The week before Halloween. It's the week before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it'll be... Next week will be after Halloween, right? hmm Okay. So, yeah. Because yeah. the... If you're listening this on release
1: day, or if you're a Patreon listener and you have early access, mm-hmm. you're listening to the day before, all those other non-Patreons get to hear it. Halloween is the next Monday.
0: Okay. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. Sorry uh, I didn't give y'all any more spooky episodes, but... You know, that's all year round here. So, yeah, that's what we do. Um, if you have any uh, episode ideas, like my parents do, coming at me from all sides <laughs> my mom from 10 years ago, my dad from two days ago, and <laughs> with a current email he sent me, let me know. And, Katie, how can they get to us? <laughs> Apparently, wish you extra good luck for <laughs> DMing us at our uh, Instagram. <laughs> Jarek does uh, a better job of getting back to people yeah. on this than me. he
1: does. So you can see all the fun stuff from my dossier and other fun photos uh, and episode content on our Facebook and Instagram at the Tales We Tell podcast. You can also support us. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. I skipped it. What did you do? If you want to see the stuff but you don't do social media, check out our website. There you go. TheTalesWeTellPodcast.com. There's also a contact us form so you can get in touch with us there. And then, if you want to support us, get yourself some sweet, sweet swag. You can go to our Redbubble store, search the Tales We Tell. And if you want to be one of those cool patrons I mentioned that get yep. to listen to our episodes a day early, commercial-free. And you also get some stickers and love notes and just our undying love and appreciation, as well as some other fun bonus content. We've got a mini-episode that just went up a couple, what, a week or two ago? Jarek actually hasn't edited that yet, so it will hopefully be out by now. <laughs> well, we need to light a fire under him. But I know. You can become a patron at patreon.com. Search the Tales We Tell. And everyone else, as always, have a great day, week, whatever. Yep. Enjoy we'll... spooky
0: season. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.